this is Ciara. Hello, this is Allie. Welcome back to another episode of The Goddess Vibration. So before we get started, I just need to explain ourselves. We need to explain ourselves. We haven't recorded in a couple weeks. Uh, and that was because I was recovering from a tonsillectomy. Uh, interesting tidbit, that surgery is actually something I've needed to do for a long time. I've been running from it for eight years. Because as an adult, if you get a tonsillectomy, it is excruciating to recover from. Like the recovery is rough. And I knew it was going to be a rough recovery. So I kind of prepared in advance, but I guess I wasn't prepared for how long it was going to take for me to fully recover. So I had my surgery November 9th. And I want to say maybe like, I don't know, like last week which was, what are we in, early, uh, so like the beginning the first, of December yeah, is like when I really started to actually feel better and when my voice fully recovered. So it took like a whole, almost a whole four weeks for me to get here. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, in addition to that, I've got some other life stuff going on, like, you know, a divorce and a move. And so it's just been like a lot going on. In my life and in Allie's life too. I know she's been dealing with like a lot of stuff, particularly 5D stuff because she's so advanced. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just needed to share that with you guys, you know, happy to be back. It's so funny because like, ugh, I also wasn't prepared for not being able to eat stuff. Like I knew I was supposed to eat the soups and like the softer stuff, but I think I got really ambitious, so I wanted to eat solid foods sooner, um, which was rough, obviously. So I, I didn't eat like I should, and I think that probably slowed down my recovery a little bit. But I will say that once I was able to eat again, I think I had like a, a burger and fries. And let me tell you, that was the best fucking burger and fries I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like life-altering. <laughs> And like, you know, when you have something and you get emotional because you just love it so much. <laughs> it was like that. And I was like, oh, my God, this means so much to me. So <laughs> I've come out here to California. I'm in California. Um, and I forgot how good California food is because I've been in Arizona for like five years. So I got out here and oh my God, the food is just, it's just top tier. Like it's just night and day. And I was like, dang, I've been eating nasty Arizona food for five <laughs> years. Oh my God. So I've been eating a lot, uh, let's just say. So yeah, happy to be back. Happy to be here. I hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we have all been up to a lot. I have just been going through a lot of 5D and higher stuff. So it's been a nice break. I kind of took this time to focus on me while Tiara was in recovery. And I've been working on my ascension journey and my my spiritual gifts have been expanding. And as I kind of knew that they would. I just didn't think that I was going to get to where I'm at. And it's been 
a lot of reflection too on this whole past year because this whole past year for both of us have been accelerated and amazing and gut-wrenching and emotional and exhausting and I'm not gonna lie I am really looking forward to 2024 it's a new year it's a new focus it's I'm closing some chapters in this year and I'm opening up new ones. Good for you. I'm still not sure what 2024 has in store for me. I haven't set any intentions or anything. I guess I need to reflect on that. I haven't had time to even think about that. Well, that's the great thing about your recovery. I did have time to think about it. Um, It's just been a roller coaster of a year. A lot of amazing things happened. Even all the bad shit that's happened this year, I am actually so grateful for. I've gotten to a place in my life where I am really grateful for all the horrible, terrible, like traumatizing things that I've been through because... I mean, I've said it in previous episodes, there can't be light without darkness. And... Mm. It's not about letting the darkness consume you. It's about, you know, really digging into those emotions and digging into those experiences and extracting the lessons to really kind of change your life around and evolve into, you know, a better, a better self. And Mm -hmm. I've just been really grateful through all the good, the bad and the shit because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without it. Right. Absolutely. Um, I will say that for this podcast, we've got some interesting things in store for 2024, including some new guests, which should be really exciting. Um, hoping that we'll really start to be able to expand our audience base. Um, you know, with my transitioning away from my other full-time job, I'm going to be putting a lot more energy into this podcast and some other projects. So I'm really excited and looking forward to what's in store for that. Uh, so yeah, so we've got some really exciting things on the horizon when it comes to this podcast for 2024, which I hope you guys will, you know, stick around for. Yes, please do. And, you know, we also have some really excited personal stuff coming up, which, you know, we'll update you as they kind of come up and I'm going on a really big trip next year TR is making a move out of the country next year and so things are happening things are moving and we'll just take whatever comes as they come and whatever happens happens we'll deal with it as we have this year Speaking of that trip, I may or may not be joining Allie on that one specific trip. Don't know know yet. But I want to. Yeah, stay tuned. There's a lot of moving pieces. Oh my God, there's just so much, so much going on. Oh my God. Um, But we're still here and we're still recording for you guys because we care about you guys. Absolutely. So... Now that we've kind of given you a little bit of update on what we've been up to, we've decided that we are going to move into part two of The Fall of the Masculines. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to it, only because this will be really relevant to um, everything that we are about to talk about in part two. Yes. Um, And 
for those who are new to that specific topic, we do talk a lot about what's going on with men in society because there are a lot of us divine feminine who have divine masculines who are like, I don't want to say they're lagging behind, but I mean, essentially, like, that's what it feels like. Like, they're struggling to ascend, they're struggling to heal, and we've kind of been doing a little research on it, and it appears to be something that's societal in nature, um, particularly in the West, because of the negative programming that is geared toward men um, when it comes to masculinity and what it means to be a man. And then we also see other compounding factors like the decline of the nuclear household and fatherless homes. And, you know, all of that has sort of just created this snowball effect that has affected masculines so negatively. And so now for so many of them, it's just this major uphill battle to get to that next stage in life. And so, you know, we've been kind of trying to unravel this and try to figure out, well, how can we support our masculines? Like those divine feminines out there who do have divine masculines, like what can you do to support him, to help him? Can you do that? You know, is union likely? You know, we, we're trying to explore all these things. Uh, we don't have definitive answers, but we do have some guidance that might be helpful. So um, that's why we decided to explore this topic a little bit further. And we don't have definitive answers because it's a very complex relate not for everyone like you know what good on you if it's been an easy journey with your divine masculine but I know for me and Tiara and probably many other women it has not been an easy journey and it's not an easy journey because we have so many outside factors telling our men was telling our men like be a man and like you know no one really knows what the hell that even means, if you ask me. And there's also all these other external factors on, you know, societal pressures, uh, the way that we're supposed to be like, you, you know, they program us from childhood telling us you need to do X, Y, and Z, and then this is going to be your life. And this is what success looks like. And if you don't succeed, then well, you're kind of shit out of luck leaving so many men without, you know, taking away their self-esteem, taking away their confidence, like not allowing men, giving men a safe place to express themselves, process their emotions. And it's really, as divine feminines, it's really our job and our responsibility to kind of help guide the divine masculine because we're more, women are more connected to source. And so we really do play an important role. And I don't know if it's there's just not enough women stepping up into their divine feminine role to be able to really lift and support these divine masculines. But there's clearly a disconnect and we need to bring awareness to this. But we also need to help our masculines because our as a worldly society too, like people the world is suffering. There has been birth declines all across the world. You know, it's been a very hot topic. It's been a very, it's a very spoken about topic, a frequent spoken about topic. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that we need to really start digging into and, you know, getting our women, like bringing the women together, figuring out how we can help our divine masculines and, Really, this is why we're here. This is why we're doing it. 
Exactly. And, you know, she's, Ellie mentioned that there's this concern, like, okay, well, are there divine feminines? Are there not enough divine feminines, you know, stepping up to ascend to lift their masculines? I think it's a lot more complex than that. Um, because I think, and we talked a little bit about this in episode one, um, I think that there are a lot of feminine who feminines who are in their masculine because, again, society says to you, you know, if you want to succeed and have it all as a woman, you know, that's what you need to do. You got to, like, step into that masculine role and, like, be that fighter and go get it and work hard. And essentially, that type of programming puts you as a feminine and your masculine energy. And that's creates this energetic imbalance because a masculine can't be a masculine if his divine feminine is also a masculine. So I think that that's created a lot of distortion in the masculine feminine dynamics, uh, energetically speaking. Um, And, you know, we see it in society and some people will say like, oh, well, it's because of uh, the feminist movement and feminist movement has all these women thinking that they can be like men and be equal to men. And there's some, like, I have some, I, b- I believe some of that, like, I, I get where people are going with that, but I don't think that that's the sole underlying reason why we have this imbalance with masculine and feminine energy right now. I just think that that's, again, one contributing factor among many. Um, well, I also think that there's just so many men in their unhealthy feminine yes, that, that women that women have needed to step up into their masculine because men are just not there energetically. And so when you have that imbalance, someone's, someone's, someone's got to provide, someone's got to put food on the table. And, you know, if a man can't do it, then what's left women have to step up or we're all technically, you know, out on the streets. Right. So I do want to clarify a little bit when we're talking about the masculine and the feminine, Uh, We're talking about energies, but everything's connected. So energy manifests in the physical. So in the universe, there's this delicate balance between masculine and feminine. And you see it throughout the animal kingdom. Um, You see it amongst humans. You see it it amongst plant life. Um, The masculine energy is the warm energy. It is giving. It leads. uh, It takes charge. The feminine energy um, is that nurturing energy? It yields, it receives. Um, emotional. It's emotional, yeah. So there's a delicate balance that must take place in order for there to be full harmony. If that balance isn't there, then you see things like you're saying in our society where we have toxic masculinity, we have women getting burned out, we have. Um, you know, all these negative factors that have led to the decline of relationships, the decline of marriage. Um, people don't want to have children. People don't know how to date. Like, it's just, it's a mess out there, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was really excited to explore this topic because I just think there's so much there. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that you guys have a little bit of insight of what's going on so that you know how to navigate it because we're still trying to figure out how to navigate this too. We're still trying to figure out how do we help our masculines? Um, because like, honestly, like I, I, I'm still trying to figure that out too. Um, but we do have some insights. So, so yeah. So when we say divine masculine, divine feminine, we're talking energetically, but do also keep in mind that this is something that can show 
within relationships too, whether it's platonic or romantic. Absolutely. And Tiara and I have been working with one of her divine masculines. I did mention this in the last episode and we learned a lot from it. Unfortunately, we didn't really get results. And so in terms, so just in terms of, you know, have being able to bring solutions to this problem, we're still exploring that. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's very complex, but there are things that you can do. Like, you know, if you're a feminine and you're just a divine feminine and you're frustrated with your divine masculine, we understand. Um, I, I do want to mention that like, you know, when we talk about masculine and feminine, we're not just talking about energies that exist outside of ourselves. We're talking about energies that exist within us as well. Because again, everything's connected. So as a human, you do have a divine masculine energy and a divine feminine energy. Now, which one you decide to embody more is ultimately up to you. I think it's this is really interesting because we do see what that looks like. Um, and a great example of what in, what that looks like is if you look at women who are lesbian, you often see women who are slightly more masculine or like, um, I think they call themselves mask or um, there's another term that they use, but they're typically women who are, you know, they're carry, they carry themselves like men. They might dress like men. And you see that because they've decided to embody their masculine energy more. And then you see women who are, the quote-unquote lipstick lesbians, they're more feminine, more dainty. Um, these are women who have decided to embody their feminine energy more. But that dynamic is still there. So oftentimes if you see gay people as a couple, you will often see one who is slightly more masculine and one who is slightly more feminine because that balance exists everywhere. Um, so that's kind of what I mean when I say that these energies are everywhere and also within ourselves. Yeah, so they can show up in the physical, in like, you know, just in physical relationships and then with two people. And but also we do carry that masculine feminine energy within ourselves and it gets shown, you know, through people within ourselves. And if you don't know the signs, if you don't know what you're looking for, then it's going to be really hard to be able to distinguish which your which energy you're in. Right. Um, I'm actually going to be launching a program to help women who have burned out so that we can kind of explore this a little bit better and find that balance because, man, I was one of those women. So I know what it's like to unnaturally be in your masculine for too long. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit in the last episode, too. But, But it's interesting when it comes to like that masculine feminine dynamic within because I talked about how that manifests outwardly, and it certainly does. But if you do have a divine masculine, it's really important to know where those energies stand because your masculine is your mirror, right? Like that individual is going to show you yourself and is going to show you where your wounding lies. This person is probably going to trigger the shit out of you. This person is going to probably drive you crazy. But all of that is meant to show you yourself. It's meant to show you where you need to place your energy when it comes to healing. 
Um, and I think a lot of people forget that, especially those who are just like obsessed with the whole twin flame concepts because their whole thing is, oh, I want union and I want to be in a relationship. And I'm just like, okay, what are you doing to get to that state? Or are you just like, you know, trying to navigate this as a 3D person, which if you have a twin flame connection and you try to navigate this in 3D, good luck. You have to ascend, do the healing and get to those higher states of consciousness if you want to have any success in a twin flame journey. Um, for union, you mean? For union, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, union may or may not happen, but the healing that you are meant to do in those type of dynamics are beneficial for yourself regardless, whether or not union happens or not. Um, so when you're navigating those type of dynamics and relationships, focus on what you need to do to improve yourself, because ultimately that is what's going to help the entire dynamic. And that's how those dynamics work. Like that's how they're meant to work. They're meant to show you to yourself so that you can do the healing work. I think when we explored this and I was asking, cause you know, you were a little bit more educated at the time I had asked you about the feminine masculine dynamic and how it plays in the Ascension role. And I know, like I've mentioned before, women are more connected to source. And so we typically do ascend quicker, faster, but I had asked you about the dynamic and I think you correct me if I'm wrong. You had said divine feminines, raise the vibration and divine masculines are supposed to ground the connection so like so can you talk to us a little bit more about that right so when i say ground the connection what i mean is like manifest that and the physical because i think what we see in some of these dynamics is like you'll have someone chasing someone else um what should not be happening is a feminine should not, and this is my, this isn't just from my experience, but this is also my personal belief when it comes to male-female dynamics. I do not believe that a woman should be chasing or pursuing a man. I think that it distorts the masculine-feminine dynamic, but we do see that a lot in some of these twin flame dynamics and it creates distortion. What I believe makes more sense when it comes to, you know, the innate traits of masculine and feminine is for the woman to yield, to do the healing work, to ascend and allow her masculine to come to her and want her and choose her. Like that's ultimately, in my opinion, and again, this is just based on my experience and research, how these dynamics are meant to work. Um, Anything outside of that is distortion. So that's what I mean when I say that the masculine is supposed to ground, particularly if we're talking about trying to get to union. Does that make sense? Yes. No, that absolutely makes sense. And I think it's really important to point out in that any connection, and I feel like so many people don't do this, but in any connection, it's really important that each party chooses the connection. Right. And I think so many people get lost or, you know, held up in this idea of soul connections. And I think people are just like, well, you're my divine counterpart or you're my twin flame or you're my soulmate. And so naturally you should choose me. And I think so many people just get so 
hung up on that if if it doesn't work out that people are just like, well, why would my soulmate do this to me or why would my twin flame do this to me? And I think it's really important not to lose sight of the fact you guys didn't choose each other. And so you shouldn't Mm. get so hung up on it and be like, well, my life is over. I'm never going to find anyone else. Like that's my twin flame or my soulmate. And, you know, now we're not together. And so now I'm not meant to be with anybody else. And I think we have to be careful and we have to draw a very fine line in these connections about talking about free will and choosing these connections. Because I think that's really, I think as this, movement of twin flame soulmates grows that people are just so hung up on one or two people who think like I have this connection with this person and if it's not and if it doesn't pan out if it doesn't work out then it really keeps us from moving on and I think that's also something that's been super unhealthy first of all but second of all it's I think that's something that is actually starting to take over with this movement and so I want to bring the attention to people that if it's not chosen don't get discouraged. You have to keep moving forward because I think this is a part. Of, I think this plays a role in why so many people are single because people are just like, no, I found my soulmate and he didn't choose me. So I'm just going to A, sit and wait. Maybe they'll change their mind or B, it it's, becomes a very lonely journey and we shouldn't be so hung up on one person. We can oh, make other soul connections. Right. And oh my gosh, don't even get me started on Twin Flame Universe and that whole freaking fiasco. I don't know if you've seen, we always do this when we do podcast episodes. I don't know if you've seen on Netflix the um, uh, the documentary for Escaping Twin Flames. I don't have Netflix, so no, I haven't. Oh, I didn't know you didn't have Netflix. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's right. I kicked you off mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't have it because you kicked me off yours. That's That's why I don't have it about that i'm sorry no when i moved to columbia we'll we'll oh you know we'll we'll share an account but um so twin flame universe it was this whole online cult and their whole thing was if you join us and give us money and do our teachings we guarantee twin flame union for you guarantee so you can't guarantee that shit i hope i hope it failed i hope it (laughs) i know you can't (laughs) But people have fallen for this and they've fallen for this so hard. They have thousands of members. And the, the, the documentary is about people who have escaped, like escaped that whole cult's belief. And there are people that were on this documentary that were saying that they were taught that they have one twin flame and that they need to pursue that person at all costs. And if they're in a relationship, it doesn't matter. You go and you pursue them. And some people have had like, the police called on them and have restraining orders and none of that matters. It's just like you go and you pursue this person at all costs. So this type of thinking is destructive. And, you know, when Ali says don't get hung up on one person, that is exactly what she means. Yeah. Because it's, it's not healthy. It's very destructive. And you're right. You don't know if there's someone else out there for you that may manifest for you. You don't know if you have other lessons that are necessary before union. You don't know that. So getting hung up on one person is completely destructive and it's going to set you back. Um, I, I love, Allie, that you said you need to choose each other um, yes. because, you know, I went through an experience where, and I've seen a lot of other people who have this experience where they have a soul connection to someone who's married. 
or maybe they're both married, but they have a soul connection. Um, and so they don't know what to do. And ultimately, like you still have free will. You can choose each other if you want. Unfortunately, most people don't do that because societal marriage obligations say that that's not what you do. So people don't typically do that. But that choice is always there. So, you know, she's absolutely right in that in these connections, you guys need to choose each other. If this other person is not choosing you, why are you wasting your time? Like, move on. Right. Hard lesson. And it's a very hard lesson. It's it's a very hard lesson, but it's an important lesson too, because so many, like I said, so many people just get so hung up on like, this is my person. I will wait for this person. I will die alone for this person. And I don't agree with that sentiment. Just my personal belief. Right. Um, so exactly. So we don't want you guys spiraling into that type of sentiment we want you to remain empowered because once you start saying i will die for this person no one else exists for me blah 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 like you give your power away and you don't want that you really you really don't so so i was talking about how this other person is your mirror so say for example you're a divine feminine divine masculine is going to be your mirror if you see for example that this person, you know, leaves you on read when you message them and it leaves you feeling rejected or abandoned. What you should be doing is exploring that wounding. Okay, why does this leave me feeling abandoned? Why does this leave me feeling rejected? What in my past has me feeling this way that my masculine is showing that to myself? That's how those type of dynamics are meant to work. So again, that's just one example, but um, there are lots of different ways that you can take a negative experience and turn it into something reflective because that's how you're going to really ascend and evolve and become a better version of yourself if you're in one of these dynamics. Absolutely. I was thinking about my last relationship and ironically enough, my last relationship, he just so happened to be one of my divine masculines. And I didn't know while I was in the relationship, I found out after. And I think about our dynamic and I think about how everything kind of played out in our relationship. And even though it it didn't, it didn't have a happy ending, it didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Um, I am still so grateful for that person. And I didn't know why I was so grateful for that person until I really took the time to reflect on that relationship and what that relationship did for me. And, you know, one of the things that he said very early on in our relationship was like successful relationships, happy relationships, the point of like, you're supposed to, you know, you have a successful relationship when you bring out the best in each other. Yes. And he did bring out the best in me. I he really kind of kickstarted and jump started my spiritual journey in so many ways. And unfortunately, I couldn't do the same for him. And you know, now that I know who I am as a spiritual being, I plan on repaying that debt um in other ways because of our connection, we're soul family. And so I plan on working with him because I'm a divine channeler. I plan on working with him 
you know, in 5D because I am one of the very few, not to brag, but I am one of the very few fortunate people that can work with people or spirits, souls in the astral. Mm. Most people can't do it. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, And so I plan on repaying that debt, like just through our spiritual connection, because we're still energetically linked, even though we don't physically aren't currently talking. Who knows? Maybe someday that will change. We're still energetically linked. Yes. Um, And I'm capable of something similar and have been doing some similar work with several souls, actually, or spirits. Um, but again, that's very, very rare and most people cannot do that. So most of the lessons that you're going to need to learn are going to be have, have to be done at that 3d physical level. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about how you can support your masculine. Um, like, you know, Ali said something interesting. She said that he helped her, but she ultimately was not able to help him ascend. And you will see that kind of dynamic a lot with the masculines. Cause again, for some reason, they're just, they're struggling, um, as unfortunate as that is. And like, you know, that's just one example. Like we've poured energy into another masculine, like so much energy into him and support and love and guidance and got nowhere. So like, it, it, that is a real thing. It is a real phenomenon. Again, we're still trying to unravel what that's about. Um, but there are other ways that you can support your masculine and, we in the last episode talked about how there is a mental health crisis in this country and how um, particularly the u.s um, but also in the west and how it's affecting masculines because men have been taught to internalize so if you have a masculine in your life it might just make sense to just like instead of you know fighting with him or you know getting lost in the negative dynamic you may have with him ask him how he's doing Ask him how his mental health is. Ask him if he needs someone to talk to. Ask him, does he have support from other masculines? Um, check in on him and check in on him, ment- like his mental health and his mental state. Because I don't know why, but a lot of masculines in our society either don't have that kind of support or they feel like they're men, so they don't need it. But we see the results of that and a higher suicide rate among, among men. So, you know, I, I think that we should start being more supportive to masculines and not just someone that you're in a relationship with or romantic with. It could be someone platonic. It could be your brother, your cousin, um, or a friend. Like, I, I feel like masculines need support right now and they need, they need help. Um, so I think that we should shift our focus a little bit and start checking in on our masculines and these men in our lives and see how they're doing and see if they need support and see if they need wisdom and guidance and, you know, make sure they're okay. Because I I think that that's so, so needed right now. Agreed. Do you remember that TikTok I sent you? I think it was the other day where I think the guy speaking was 70% of all suicides are men. Yes. And that's crazy. That is crazy. But I get why it's that high. Like, you know, again, just there's a lot of stuff negatively affecting masculines in our society. And that as unfortunate as it sounds, it doesn't surprise me. I think we need to go back to basics too and figure out like why 
this might be a little bit of off topic, but I do want to bring it to your attention. So I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Blue Zones. They were really kind of like the first. A blue Zone is a very community-based. Um, it's just a very small community-based environment where, like, you know, technology is really not a thing. Like, it's just a bunch of random people who all share the same mission, all the same goals of really having a sense of community. And these blue zones, these people are living until they're over 100 years old. Like they have like the highest life expectancy. They eat really clean food. But really the like idea around it is just being around people. Actual, real, physical, human connection like being in an environment where it's just like you are very supported. And these are some of the happiest people in the world. And so now if you go back to like the pandemic and you look at how they've isolated us all and a lot of people changed during the pandemic, a lot of people became comfortable, even if they didn't like it, they became comfortable being alone, scrolling yeah. TikTok, social media, really like we became, we've become so obsessed with our phones, we're not having like human interaction where everything's like done through a multiverse or technology or a phone. And if we go back to basics, like I said before, like the tech boom, I'm not saying technology isn't important. Like it's convenient. I get that. I like convenient. But in terms of like mental stability, human interaction, closeness with a human being, just being in the presence of another human being it is really beneficial for our mental health. And it's been proven through these things like communities and blue zones. Yes. And the reason for that is it makes total sense because we as a species are meant to be living in community settings. We are meant to interact with each other regularly. We are meant to exist in a tribe and to support each other and lift each other up. Um, I mean, I'm convinced of that. I, I, it resonates and it makes sense for me that we are a species that is very much centered around community. And that's something that we need. So okay. once you get to this state where people are so isolated and they're separated from each other, it's not our nature. So it affects us negatively. So blue zones have perfected that concept. And like a lot of times they exist in communities. And you see that a lot in conscious communities, too like these little offshoots of communities that people will create that are centered around an eco center or an eco garden many times. And there are people that have come together to create this for themselves in a community setting because they know that it's for the best and highest good of everyone there. Um, and that makes total sense. So yeah, blue zones are fantastic. I definitely think we need more blue zones um, me and my sister have explored the idea of creating our own conscious community because she's all about um, eco living and she's got like these certificates and stuff when it comes to like, you know, gardening and uh, sustainability. So she knows like some stuff. Um, so we've actually explored, you know, creating our own conscious community. But I think that that's the ultimate healthiest way to live is to exist within a community because you have that sense of family and it's essentially how we were designed to exist oh absolutely agree and that's why I was saying like really back to basics because this is how you know before of course advanced medicine and all that other stuff but this is like how like the majority of the world lived before electricity and all that stuff it's like you really relied on each other you really were a family and I think 
that although technology is great in so many ways, I'm not knocking that, but in terms of social, on a social level, it has really destroyed people's psyches. And I think that it definitely played a, plays a huge role in, you know, this, this movement of just being alone and isolation. And that's not good for our mental health. It's not good at all. And I think that's part of the reason why we see so many mental health issues among any person. Don't care if you're male or female, but it's really, we really need to start making these efforts to get back into these communities. We really need to start making these efforts to really interact with people again and like really build a sense of just wholeness, family, togetherness, community. Absolutely. And I am convinced that one of the reasons why so many women have postpartum depression is because they don't have community support. They're alone. Oftentimes, maybe the husband is busy working. Maybe she doesn't have support from her mother. You know, maybe she doesn't have siblings or something to help and step in to assist her. And I think that women just, they lose it. And it makes sense, especially if societally, thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago or whenever, we were doing that kind of thing within a community where a woman had support. She had someone said, let her rest. She had someone to help her with a baby. She had someone to help her cook. Like, you know, I mean, right. I don't know. I know that's kind of an offshoot, but I just kind of had that thought while you were talking. Oh, no, it's completely fine. But I mean, if we want to apply this to, you know, this episode also, I think another thing that I want to point out is that the Ascension journey, you guys, is a very individual and can be very lonely journey. And I think that's another thing that people who go on the Ascension journey realize that you're not energetically aligned with so many people. And so if we tie that back to, you know, the community sense, it's really important for Ascended people to find their tribe and find their community with like-minded people who are on the, who are either on the Ascension journey or have reached their final destination in their Ascension journey. Hmm. I know Tiara and I are so fortunate to have each other, but outside of us, I mean, we, we know a few people, but we don't know many. And I know we, her and I have, her and I, have been focused on finding more people on this journey and finding our tribe. But another thing that I do want to point out is that once you do ascend, it is harder to connect with people. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't talk about, well, people do talk about that. I am on spiritual, like I see on spiritual TikTok, like people say like, oh yeah, like once you start your ascension journey, it's because you're rewiring your brain and you see things from a different perspective, a different view. You notice that, you know, people say you're going to lose a lot of your friends. You might even stop talking to your family. It doesn't because energy is energy. Energy attracts energy. Right. And it's like if you're a high vibe person and if you are in connection with a lower vibe person, typically the lower vibration will drag the higher vibration down. And who wants to be in that? And so it's really in it, it's really important to find like this delicate balance with a high vibe person, a low vibe person, the ascension journey, the divine masculine, divine feminine. And then it's also like really important, like isolation and community. So it's not just one thing. It's, it's a very complex 
like it's a very complex situation where there's so many things involved on how we've gotten to where we are. But if we don't start talking about this and if we don't start changing some of these things, then a lot of us are really doomed. Speaking of divine masculine and divine feminine, um, Ali had mentioned that oftentimes the lower vibrational person will bring the higher vibrational person down. You see that so much in these DMDF dynamics too, because you know, for whatever reason, typically it's the divine feminine ascending and the divine masculine who's lagging behind. And if you continue to engage with that masculine and he's, for example, refusing to do the work, yeah, it's going to bring you down energetically. So at some point you might need to make that choice and say, hey, I need to step away from this for my own best and highest good, but I still love you and will always love you. Um, you know, I, I've had to do something similar and it's very, very hard to do, but sometimes that's necessary for your best and highest, um, as unfortunate as that is. Right. So, and I think a lot of people don't do it because of codependency, which should, which will be its own episode. We're not going to dive into that because we could probably talk for an hour about codependency. Right. Um, and you know, I, I think oftentimes there are other reasons as well. You know, this obsession that you need to be with this person. This is that one person that you have. No one else exists. Some of the false teachings that we're seeing in Twin Flames um, online around how this process works is also contributing to some of this. Um, calling out Twin Flame Universe. I won't do that anymore. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's, it's really important that you do, like, take back your power and find your strength and find your worth because... Yeah, this dynamic is it's if you're in a twin flame dynamic or something similar and you have a divine masculine, man, it is a freaking roller coaster. So my heart goes out to you guys that are dealing with that. Um, more so if you guys are like in other relationships, because man, that is its own fucking cluster. Clusterfuck. Um so yeah, so at some point you might need to say, I need to step away from this individual and take back my power. And hey, maybe that'll make him come around. Maybe it won't. But it's going to require getting to a place of acceptance and living. Don't chase. Don't, don't be a chaser. Chase. No, no, no. Don't, don't chase. Don't play the game. The game is just, it, it does, it's a, it's a kind of like a lose-lose situation in the end. Right. Um, now, you know, at some point he might chase you, but, you know, obviously if it's, abuse, if there's still some type of abuse happening or there's still negative dynamics present, you're going to want to address those. Um, but as a feminine, you actually should not be chasing your masculine. Like, do do not do that. I, I did it for a little bit and it just didn't result in anything good. I also ran, funny enough. So I think I've done both. I think I've <laughs> run and chased. Uh, what's funny thing, he has never, well, he did kind of chase a little bit. He did chase a little bit. According to him, he chased hard hard in the beginning okay in the beginning yeah he chased iran and then it's kind and of and it affected him and it affected him yeah it right. affected him right so now it's flip-flops um like i'm sure i was chasing him. he was running so it's like okay well we gotta stop this uh so yeah so you know very complex stuff to navigate through we, we get why it's so complex we get that it's probably very mentally taxing emotionally taxing but you just have to do what's best for you at the end of the day 
and do it from a place of love because love conquers all. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to point out that this can also happen in the 5D. Like it's not just the physical 3D, like with Tiara's situation, like, hey, I know this person, this person knows me, we're going to run and chase from each other. This can also happen in the 5D because I have mentioned in the past, like two of my divine masculines have public public profiles and I don't know them in the physical, but we're still connected in the 5D way. And Mm. I have chased in the 5D sense. And I'm telling you, I was it was this it was the same result. I was exhausted. I was annoyed. I was frustrated to the point where I was just like, I don't want anything to do with you. And then Mm. really when I started to back away, it's when he started coming around, like his energy started coming around and was like, well, wait, wait, what happened? And I was like, no, I'm not going to be chasing you. Like, this is not this is not what I signed up for. Like our, we don't treat each other this way. Our dynamic shouldn't be this way, Mm. especially considering the history that you and I have. And I know his spirit at least knows some of the history that we have. And I was just like, we don't treat each other like this. Mm. And so it, it can happen in the 5d aspect as well. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, So in regards to supporting your masculine, you know, I mentioned earlier checking in on him. Sometimes walking away from your masculine might be the best thing for both of you guys, honestly. Um, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but sometimes someone needs to lose you to understand your worth and your significance in their life. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have walked away from divine masculines on my end and tiara's end and energetically they're all coming around like being like come back what the fuck's why did you leave us and all this stuff and i'm just like no i'm and i'm not going to give in and give them my power back by saying okay fine i'll come back no i'm standing firm on this absolutely um, I would also say, like, if you know a divine masculine who's on the ascension journey or, like, they're they're meant to ascend and maybe they're struggling, point them in the direction of a male divine masculine coach. Because as rare as they are, they do exist and they're doing incredible things um, for the masculine collective. Like, very, very incredible things. I know there's a couple groups that are dedicated to that. Um, oh, gosh, there's another big group. I forgot what they're called. But they're pretty prolific on Facebook and they just go around holding these sort of um, sessions with men and it's all geared towards clearing wounding. And they do it um, as a manhood together. You do it with the support of your brotherhood and it's powerful and it's impactful and it's beautiful. So that kind of stuff can really be you know, helpful for some of these men who might just need that positive male influence. Um, so, you know, if you know a masculine who might benefit from that, point him in that direction. He might take it, he might not, who knows. Um, I know for the most part, my masculines don't listen to anything I say, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of them do. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, that's another thing that you could try. It's really hard to get through to your masculine for a variety of reasons. They are either so programmed and they have such strong beliefs and ideals around this social programming and or they might just carry really big egos. Typically, men are more egotistical than women. And the ego is a hard thing to break, man. It really is. So 
I mean, it not only do they have all these strong beliefs around societal programming, but if they have a big ego, it's like a double whammy. You are just going against the most stubborn person in the world. And you really have to find balance on like, all right, I'm not getting through to this person. Like it's time to walk away. Like you do you. I've said my piece. I have tried to I've given you everything I have to give you. I got nothing left in me. And unfortunately, sometimes you just have to walk away and it's okay to do that. It is okay. It is not your responsibility to change anybody. It is not your responsibility to make them see the light because you can't make them see the light. You can't make a person, you can't make, you can't force or make another person to do things that you want them to do, even if it's for their best and highest good. So it is important for all those people who are in these situations where they're just like, I can never give up. I can never give up. I won't give up. It's like, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn the fuck out by just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing. And I admire the persistence. I admire that admiration of not wanting to give up on them, but you should not do it at the expense of your own mental health and well-being. Absolutely. And that's a very powerful lesson to recognize that you can't change someone else. Um, as much as you think you might be able to, you you can't, you know, they have to put in the effort too. And if they don't, then there's no nothing wrong with you walking away from that. So Yes. Quite a lesson. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really happy that we got a chance to talk about this because I feel like we unraveled a lot. And I hope a lot of this resonates and makes sense with our audience because it is very important. This is a very, very important topic to talk about, Mm. you know, the balance between the masculine and feminine physically and energetically and the mirroring and also, you know, protecting oneself, male or female. It's it's really important for you to put yourself first sometimes. And I'm really happy that we had the opportunity to unravel all this. Absolutely. Great chat. This is a fantastic topic. I could talk. Oh my God. I could talk about this for like seven more episodes. So, so could I. I. I think we both could, honestly. I know. Um, so gosh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again apologize for the absence but we are back and we are pretty energized we're looking forward to what's coming next for this podcast and for those of you that are still listening to our episodes and still tuning in we really really appreciate it we really do thank you so much um also i think at some point yeah so as CR mentioned in the beginning we just we're having we're in a lot of shifts and then some exciting things with our podcast we're gonna have guests like our first guests which we're really excited about we haven't put it on the calendar yet um and then yeah we'll just have more time and focus and we are we have ideas and we haven't given up on our opening up our channeling sessions. And so we just have a lot of really exciting stuff going on. Tiara is going to launch her program. I'm still doing spiritual coaching. And so, I mean, if you, if you like what we have to say, if you, any of you want to work with us, like, please email us, reach out to us. We are always open to hear feedback. It is welcome. And we really appreciate the ones that do listen. And, you know, we, we just love what we do. So thank you for giving us that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week, everybody.
All right. Take care, you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.